Welcome to episode 09 on One Woke Mama. Today we are exploring the really challenging stage of learning to differentiate yourself and your emotions and your experience from that of your child. Learning to see yourself as no longer part of the melting pot of experiences and emotions and triggers and to start to create some separation between you and your child. This is something that I'm constantly working on and something that has become more and more to the forefront of my parenting journey as my eldest daughter has gotten older and transitioned out of those toddler years and into the preschool years. So this is one I think most of us mamas are going to resonate with and most of us mamas do struggle with. I can't wait to dive into this with you today and I can't wait to dive into this journey of becoming woke with you today. Welcome, I'm your host Claire Obeyed. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness, seeking clarity, hunting down the truth, diving into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them, rising into a new woman. Through my personal brand of storytelling, musings, wisdom bombs and insights, we journey into motherhood, the catalyst if you so choose to become more conscious, aware, woke. I'm just one mama following the path to work and I hope you choose to wake up with me too. From the moment you find out that you are pregnant, through pregnancy and including that otherworldly wild moment when you birth your baby and well into those sleepless, milky nights and beyond, you are connected to your child physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. You feel one. You breathe in sync. You merely think about them and your letdown gets going if you're breastfeeding. Or even waking them out of their slumber by simply contemplating their well-being in the middle of the night. I have so many memories of waking up in the middle of the night and wondering how Soleil was. And within about 30 seconds, I'd hear her rouse. And I started to realize this connection is wild. This connection is beautiful. This connection might undo me as well because I need to sleep and now I've just woken her simply by thinking about her. It is an unseen connection, but my God, it is powerful. Your nervous systems become synced. Your bodies are entwined. Energetically, the cord that although has been physically cut is still rock solid and almost unbreakable. So it's no surprises that for so many of us mamas, it is an unbearable and unthinkable task to create separation, to start to differentiate yourself from your child and to create a cutting of the cord, so to speak. But once those newborn days are over and you've kicked into the toddler years, there is a shift. For most mamas that I talk to, there is this moment where you feel ready to reawaken and come back into the world, back into your body, back into you. And in that moment, there is this desire to have 
some separation of sorts, whether that's going back to work, whether that is what you do throughout your day, whether that is other people caring for your child. Your beautiful baby, once connected umbilically to you, is now asserting his or her independence in these toddler years and beyond. Their desires, their needs, all of it is being voiced loudly, including their frustrations, and it becomes obvious their personalities are shining through and are emerging. They are here for themselves, of themselves. So if you're anything like me, you might find this, challenge, this stage to be challenging. It also depends on your child, I guess. If you have a really chilled, relatively compliant, go-with-the-flow little one, then perhaps this hasn't felt nearly as challenging as it has for me. But both my children are little wildlings. They are demanding, spirited, persistent, incredibly vocal, very strong desires, very strong wills. These are qualities I cannot wait to see flourish in the future, but for now, I am tested every day. Sometimes when I've slept well, I find all of these qualities to be so beautifully endearing and hilarious and enjoyable. Mostly, though, it can be quite exasperating, especially now with two. That's not to say I don't love the experience, but my God, it is challenging dealing with my own needs and the needs of two other people who are still little and growing and evolving. So what's the fallout look like for me when in amongst all of this asserting of wills and desires being voiced and often unmet or met and still not satisfied, what's the fallout look, look like for me when my children receive a no to their needs or to their wants? when I simply cannot meet their needs for whatever reason that may be, such as it's unsafe or it's not suitable or it doesn't work for me in that moment or it's just not possible? What does it look like when my child is feeling something big and moving through a huge transition and dealing with a rejection, a moment of discomfort or a hurt heart? I bring my focus to this point for you guys now because this is the moment for me where the separation between myself and my child becomes the most obvious because I struggle to create separation in this moment because of the way that they react, because of the fallout that I'm about to describe. So that fallout looks like loud, insistent, brutal cries, flailing bodies, tears and snot, you know, those typical spirited tantrumy responses. And it triggers me. And this is why I struggle with the separation and why I'm working on it so hard. Because on a bad day, we might be hitting the fourth or the fifth or the tenth episode. And it's hard to stay chilled and neutral in that space, isn't it? It's hard to be a still point in a busy, chaotic world or moment when the onslaught is relentless and it triggers me I'm going to get really here really real here like I'm not being real already but I'm going to be blunt I guess in my less conscious moments I'm often hugely pissed off that I have to deal quote-unquote deal with another one of my child's emotional bombs exploding I can feel everything from resentment you know, why do I have to do this? I didn't sign up for this. To frustration, 
Stop being difficult and let's just get on with the task at hand. Or anger, how dare you do this to me? I can feel irritation and annoyance flaring up. I can feel judgment towards myself. What am I doing wrong here? I'm not a good enough mother. Or judgment of her or him. Why can't they be dot dot dot? Why aren't they more dot dot dot? It's not always pretty and woke and conscious over here. But I know you know that already. But this is what I'm working on and through. I'm using these moments of complete meltdowns on either side to grow. I'm using my anger and frustration as a map through the muck to find the light, to heal my own wounds and to come out the other side a more present, patient and willing mama. Fingers crossed. So there are raised voices and there are shouting and sometimes there's a controlling vibe rolling through my energy and actions. And guys, this isn't all the time. It's not like I'm sort of this angry, stomping dinosaur of a mother all the time. I'm just pulling out the really crap moments that might be 1% of an entire day, but I'm pulling them out because although they are 1% of the entire day, they can be all-consuming and they can, if unattended to, can dismantle an entire day and experience. But I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm hoping that you've been there too and you understand what I'm talking about. So in these moments, as I said, this is where... I've come to realize the separation is really important for me to start to foster and nurture and grow the separation of myself and my child. And I don't mean physically separate myself from them. I don't mean remove them from my life. I think that's obvious. I'm just making sure that's clear. And I don't mean disconnecting myself from them. I'm going to get into this more. I just mean differentiating, differentiating myself from my child and in these moments, it becomes very apparent why it is the healthiest and most supportive thing for both them and myself. So just dialing back a second, if I think about why these moments happen when I get so triggered by my a child's emotional fallout or response to something, why does this happen? And I know why now. I've been looking at this a lot. I've been shining a light on this a lot. It's because I've yet to properly create a healthy separation, as I explained a moment ago. It has been happening slowly over the years, especially with my eldest, especially as she gets older. And with my second born, things are a little bit more balanced. But with my eldest, we are definitely in a soup. I don't know where she begins and where I end. Although that is getting much clearer now, much clearer. So because there's this lack of separation, because this has been happening, the emotional fallout that she has, which then triggers me, is the result. The emotional fallout from her end or my child's end is always going to happen. But the trigger at my end, that's the bit that I want to work on. So what can contribute to this? To this inability to hold space and to not get lost in your child's emotional experience what can contribute to this trigger that stops us from being able to stay present and breathe? Let me list a couple of things here that might resonate for you. Maybe your inner child is being triggered as you see yourself through your child or a story from your past that you don't even have the context of has been brought up. 
an unmet emotional need of yours from childhood and beyond and even the present moment. Unmet needs now as a mama. Mama depletion is real in mind, body and soul. Limiting self-beliefs, memories from in utero coming forth subconsciously. Hearing them but not taking it on energetically when your child is having an emotional fallout having us an experience of some sort this is a skill this is something we have to work on this takes practice like learning how to drive a car we are porous beings we are energetic beings and we are connected to each other especially our children we might be tired our health might be down our boundaries might be lacking our chakras might be weak we might be i don't know premenstrual there are so many factors here that can aggravate this as well as all these other spiritual, psycho-emotional stories and elements and qualities that come up here. All of that combined makes it sometimes very challenging to create separation in that moment and to hold space for your child when they're going through that experience, whatever that experience might be. So for me, being in this soup, this crossover energy where we're intertwined and I'm intertwined with Soleil and my son and we're unable to separate. Well, this often means her experiences trigger me, but then my energy triggers her again and then my words penetrate her and her actions and inactions then set me off. And it just becomes this really powerful, messy exchange of words and energy and feelings and thoughts. My wounds are her wounds. Her wounds are picking open the temporary scabbing of my own blocks, beliefs and patterns that are ready to be called out and brought to the light and healed, which is precisely what our little ones are here to do for us and vice versa. At some point, we as mothers have to start creating this healthy attachment and healthy separation. This does relate to my previous podcast episode where I talk about our children not being our own and honoring them for their own divine selves and that we are not in control of them. That healthy separation is vital so that we can see them for who they are, show up for them as they are in the moment and hold space for their experiences without our shitty vibes and stories and patterns getting in the way. And being there for them as they need also means that we can be in that situation without our emotional fallout, the anger, the frustration, the annoyance, all of that stuff I described earlier. So this facilitates the healing that we need as well as the healing that they need. So here is one I've been exploring here. I've been exploring this soup and questioning it. I've been exploring this messy melting pot. I'm questioning the way I hold space for my children and what space that holding is coming from. Is it coming from a need to fix and improve them? Is it coming from a true desire to be there for them? without my story or expectations in the way? Am I in the moment or am I still seesawing between the past and the future, things to do, concerns and worries? Can I lead and guide from a humble space of grace without force and control? And if not, why am I coming from this controlling space? Whose story and energy and vibe is that anyway? Is that mine? And if it's not, Do I want it? So these questions have been rumbling through my head and my heart so often in the moment or just after or any time I'm reflecting on a challenging 
point within my day or my week. I'm often asking, how do I do this? How do I hold space for their emotions and experiences and not take this into my heart and add more wounding to myself? How can I be there for them without suffocation through an obsessive need to fix everything and perfect it all, which is more about me and my story and my need for control and my need for perfection? Because if it's not perfect, I don't feel safe. And if it's not perfectly controlled, then I don't feel that I'm on top of things. If I'm not on top of things and I'm not doing this right, and if I'm not doing this right, then I'm not good enough. You see how this layers and unfolds and peels away. How do I hold space for their emotions and see their experiences as part of their story and simply allow it to be? And in allowing it to be, I facilitate more growth and development and healing and expansion for them. How can I not take all of this so personally? How can I be separate? How can I enhance the boundaries between myself and my child, but yet still have the widest open heart full of compassion and love there for them, yet strength and empowered state of mama power? And these are some of the answers that have been coming to me. Be light with it. Laugh. Facilitate laughter. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge yourself. Acknowledge the feelings. Lean in with curiosity, not lean in with that energy of desperation to fix and improve. Come at this with attachment play. Again, back to that laughter and that giggling. Using story to help create shifts and to help your child with a transition or a struggle or an experience. Personally journaling through my own triggers, doing the work on raising myself first, doing the work on cleaning up the mess within me before I attempt to do that for my child. Looking at my expectations and my judgments and my fears and really separating them out and away from who my child is. Especially away from the moment that they're in. Regarding their journey as sacred has been a big shift for me, like the caterpillar in its chrysalis. The more I tamper with that chrysalis, with their journey, the more I inevitably hurt, stall, and potentially break down their own powerful transformation. Embodiment, breathing into and being in my body, this is a big one for me, showing up in presence to my child from my energy space. So before I go to them, check in with my body, not my head, check in with where my feet are, ground, breathe down, rock and sway and feel into my body so that I'm coming from that space instead of from my head, my anxiety, my worries, my concerns, my future tripping. Daily cord cutting is something else that has been helping for me, letting go of any negative energy attachment between myself and my child and instead nurturing those beautiful golden threads of positive, beautiful, love-filled energy between myself and my child. And just a note, I daily cord cut by literally cord cutting my hand across my body wherever I feel these energy attachments stored in my body, but I also do a daily energy clearing in meditation. What else has helped? is dropping the mama guilt story like super fast, really quick, immediately, it's gone. I feel it, I notice it. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing into that guilt. I'm just not doing it. 
because I am a freaking awesome mother and I am not going to go down that rabbit hole. End of. Please take that one. Please take that one on. And that ties into forgiving myself. At the end of the day, I forgive you, Claire. I forgive you for the amount of times that you, quote, unquote, failed. For the amount of times that you sucked royally at this. For the amount of times that you just did not say the right thing or do the right thing or deliver the right thing. Because in the end, it's all exactly perfect. And that leads again to deep compassion for my flawed self and for their flawed self and that together we are doing this flawed dance and it's messy and ugly and beautiful and delicious and joyful and gorgeous and just is what it is. And then upping my solar plexus power, so chakra cleansing and really focusing on my solar plexus, creating this inner warrior within me that holds space for me first, protects me and my energy protects my heart, protects my sense of self and then still is able to hold space for other people through that power. So these are just some of the ways that I've been answering some of those really big questions that have been rumbling through my heart and my head and how I've been starting this process of separation, of differentiating myself from my child, predominantly in mind and emotions and energy Still knowing that we are connected heart to heart, soul to soul. Still knowing that we are forever one in some way. But I must, I must for my mental and emotional well-being and for their mental and emotional well-being, create the separation. Otherwise, we're suffocating each other. And I am copying more than I need to emotionally. And then this reverberates back onto my child as they feel my intensity, my clinging, my frustration, all bouncing back to them. It's a very complex thing to visualize, but if somebody's having an emotional fallout in front of you and then you take that on into your heart and you're so worried that they're not okay and that you must fix and improve and be there for them fully and wholly and completely at the detriment of your own self, They feel that desperation. When that other person feels that desperation, they then subconsciously compute this message, which is, I mustn't be okay without that person. So they then cling back, and then the new cling, and they cling, and it just becomes this entanglement. Like I said, where do they begin and where do I start and vice versa? So this separation is about you first and foremost. This is a chance for you to step into your own power again, to feel strong and stable and grounded in your own energy space and to be there for your child fully and completely, wholeheartedly, but without feeling like you are shaken to the core and triggered and broken down by their experience and how they are showing up to life or what has triggered them in whatever that moment is. So I hope that this journey today with me on learning to differentiate yourself and learning to create separation is something that you'll find supportive and something that will be in your heart and in your mind as you show up and connect with your child or children. And a really simple tool that I can give you going forward 
is before you connect with your child, whether it is to greet them in the morning, whether it is to pick them up from school or before you approach them when you've seen they've fallen over and they're hurt or they're crying over something or they're having a tantrum, come into your body, three deep breaths, breathing all the way down from your crown to the base of your feet. Remind yourself that you are in your body, you are strong in your energy space and then show up from there. That is the simplest tool that I can give you that's been supporting me. And to simply stay in your space and let them be in their space, but connect heart to heart. As always, my beautifuls, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you today. It's been a real honor to share with you my personal story around separation and around differentiating myself from my child. And I hope that this has supported you. I really, really do. And just a little reminder for you that I have a current offer available for anyone that's interested in working one-on-one with me. It's a coaching offer on emotional freedom technique. So EFT or tapping as it's colloquially known is a tool that I use for my clients and for myself to create real and deep shifts in mind, body and soul. It's a super simple, effective and scientifically proven tool that can and will clear blocks, beliefs, negative thought patterns and anything that is holding you back. And when it comes to this separation conversation, it can be very powerful in helping you come back into your energy and come back into standing strong and empowered in who you are. I'm currently offering a three session package, which is complete with an EFT peace process workbook and a meditation bundle from yours truly. And this is discounted by $250 at the moment at $4.99. And there are very limited spaces. So please get in touch at Claire at Claire Obeyed. That's C-L-A-I-R-E at Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E-O-B-E-I-D.com. And let's discuss how we can make this work for you and how I can support you. So as always, thank you for being here with me on this journey of becoming woke. I am one mama on the path to work and I hope that you will choose to wake up with me too. And remember to tune in again next episode where we will share this journey of awakening together.